Why don't you take a pew? Uh, before I uh, preach to you, I'd just like to thank the dear Dean for his gracious invitation to come and be amongst you again, to thank him for his warmth and his welcome, and to all of you for your legendary in my head and in my heart hospitality and kindness. I thank you for that. I want to uh, take a verse from Psalm 139 this morning to uh, act as a basis for our meditation. Psalm 139 verse 1. We read these words, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. Before I preach, let's bow our heads and pray together. Gracious Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you that your word is truth. And Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would help us to discern your word, that we may, might be transformed to be the people you call us to be, in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. One of the most uh, interesting aspects of human behavior to me is our capacity for delusion. Delusion is an idiosyncratic uh, belief or impression maintained despite being contradicted by reality or rational argument. On the spectrum of delusion, there is a very wide range of possibilities. Some are entirely harmless. Uh, how well I recall with pain in my heart last summer before the Soccer World Cup finals that uh, the Daily Mail newspaper said England tipped to go all the way. On reflection, that was a delusion of some magnitude. <laughs> or there are more serious delusions that sadly some people in our respective cultures carry. Stuff like, I am a racially superior person. But there are people on our planet who think that the whole idea of faith is delusional. Not least the Christian belief in a Trinitarian God. Sam Harris, an atheist, author, neuroscientist, whatever, uh, said this. He said, it is difficult to imagine a set of beliefs more suggestive of mental illness than those that lie at the heart of many of our religious traditions. Well, of course, he would offer some evidence of his rather hasty conclusion and the world is full of questions that raise issue about the credibility of faith. A lot of people don't know whether those of us who follow Christ are part of the problem or part of the solution. We might think of ISIS. The idea that God will bless my suicide bombing, my random attacks on civilian populations, my beheading, seems not only delusional, but truthfully evil. And when these acts are carried out in the name of God, it's just all the more despicable. On the other hand, you'd have to say that Sam Harris's conclusion that all people of faith suffer from some kind of mental illness does seem somewhat rash and arrogant. But even people of faith can sound delusional. I used to walk my dog with a woman, very pleasant, middle-aged lady, uh, single, and she had the delusional thought that God had told her that one day she would marry pop singer, UK pop singer, Sir Cliff Richard. 
This was interesting to me as I walked the dog. And every day she would speak to me about it. Otherwise she was perfectly normal like the rest of us. And it's always a little tricky when people tell you God has told them to do stuff. Because you might be standing in the way of God's will if you question it. But I was interested by my own collusion with her delusion. I say stuff to her like, that's interesting. And I never got found myself able to say to you, you know what, lady? Here's the thing. It's not going to happen. Not knowing, I'd say things like, not knowing the date and place of your proposed marriage must seem very frustrating for you. With the quiet thought, and I wonder when God will let Sir Cliff Richards know. So let me spend these few minutes talking about a very common and serious delusion that can be the stumbling block for many of us who sit in churches week in, week out. And the delusion goes something like this. I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay in my walk with God. And sadly, to support this delusion, some of us will tell lies, some of us will hide, and some will seek to push away from public stare what Jung called the shadow side of our personalities. In the UK, there's a a well-known speaker who speaks about church door dishonesty. He says, you know how it is, you file out past the pastor. He says to you, how are you, Harry? How are you, Mary? And you say, I'm just fine. And I'm not going to tell you that my marriage is in tatters. I'm not going to tell you that I haven't said a prayer for months. I'm not going to tell you that I stay up late watching pornography every night. I'm not going to tell you I'm sick and somehow in my sickness I've lost hold of God. The list goes on. But here's the thing. The longer I live with my delusion that I'm okay, I'm doing all right, thank you, the more I start to believe my delusion to be true. We do this, of course, by imagining that though there may be a lot wrong with my life, I can imagine that there are always others who are worse than me. I'm reminded of that quote from that guy, Jared Kins, who wrote that excellent little book, uh, Seriously Delusional, it was called, but not at all serious. He said this. He said, I'm a logician. Logician. He said, no matter how wrong I am, I can always continue, uh, continue to prove myself right. The longer my delusion lasts, friend, the more pride will take root in your heart. The longer we believe our delusions, the harder it will be for us to let them go. C.S. Lewis said, as long as you are proud, you cannot know God. A proud person is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as you're looking down, you cannot see anything above you. So let me, if I may, and truthfully you have little choice, but let me, if I may, address two groups of people who I believe are in the cathedral this morning. First, those of you whose delusions are making you confused about the very nature of the gospel. And secondly, those of you who are here this morning who understand the gospel, but your walk with God is going woefully astray. You are a wanderer. One of the things that shocks me most about the New Testament 
is that Jesus saved up most of his most powerful invective for those people, the Pharisees, the guys who we have in our own minds as the bad guys of the New Testament, but these guys were serious about their religion. They ticked some boxes, frankly, that some of you don't tick. They gave generously. They prayed five times a year. These were serious people, and Jesus confronted them. And this is what he said. This is my summary of it. You look good on the outside, but on the inside, you're full of malice and hatred and evil intent. First, those of you who are confused about the gospel. I have a peripatetic ministry, which is just a fancy way of saying I go from church to church. I see lots of people in churches who are devoted to something. And maybe their role in the church, maybe they're singers, maybe they're sides persons, whatever, flower arrangers. I see people in the church who have a kind of long service mentality. If I sit in these darn uncomfortable pews for long enough, maybe God will hand out a Rolex watch at the end. Or maybe I'm in church because I'm devoted to a partner who gets the gospel. So I just come to please them. Evangelist J. John in the United Kingdom said this. He said, why would anybody pretend to be a Christian when they could be one? That's a great question. People who sit in churches week by week, but they just don't get God's grace at all. And so they can't get the gospel. Here's the good news. You can accept the gospel today. Provided you are willing to let go of the delusion that you're doing okay. Because the Bible has a rather fundamentally objectionable diagnosis of your state. The Bible says you're a sinner. That you cannot do anything to save yourself. Nothing. And that Christ died for our sins, bearing shame and scoffing rude. In my place, condemned he stood. Sealed my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah! What a Savior. You can turn away from your sinfulness. Turn away from your deluded self. Let go of your pride and accept what God in Christ, through grace, has done for you. And let me remind you that grace is God's love for you. God's love that you will never fully understand because it is deep and broad and long. God's love for you, even though you don't deserve it. No, the Bible says it was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. Amen. You can turn away from your sin today and you can trust Christ. And you'll receive a new life and a new life for eternity. Imagine. Or maybe, maybe you need to imagine what might happen if you didn't trust Christ. Imagine how hard it is for those of you who sat in churches for years, trusting in your own effort to save yourself, your devotion to your ministry to long service, to whatever. A second, those of you who are wandering, those of you who trusted Christ and Him alone maybe years ago, but your walk has just become a wonder. I wonder if today the Holy Spirit might whisper in your ear and call you back to the Good Shepherd. Some of y'all 
have been to the Holy Land, you've seen the Canaanite wilderness. You've seen the challenge for a shepherd in that part of the world to take people to where there is green pasture and good water. And you're wondering, my friend, is taking you to grass that will choke you and water that will poison you. And one of the great skills of the Palestinian shepherd was to find that good pasture and to find that good water. I wonder if you will come back to the good shepherd today. For there is a power at work in those of us who believe. And it's called the Holy Spirit who wants to help you. Who wants to convict you of what's going wrong, convict you of your wandering. And help you start again and put you back on the road of God's will. Lord, you have searched me and you know me. Here's my advice. Whichever category you fit into, don't play games with God. Lent is a time for self-examination. Stop lying. Stop hiding. Stop pretending. That's when it's all over and we end up in a box. God's judgment would just be over us, you hypocrite. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your grace and we are amazed that while we were sinners, you sent your son to die for us. Father God, we pray that today those of us who have just been confused about the gospel, you've heard it many times, but have built up a kind of inner resistance. Lord, those of us who just seem hardwired to believe that somehow we can save ourselves by our kindness and by our good deeds. And Lord, for those who trusted you, but are going their own way, not your way. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Speak to our hearts. Help us to come to you, the Good Shepherd. And Lord, please help us to be the people that you call us to be. And we pray these things in Christ's name and the people who agree said together, Amen.